WAIF as a community radio station serves only to open its airwaves to responsible, divergent points of view. The opinions expressed during this program do not reflect the views of WAIF, its staff, or board of trustees. The opinions expressed reflect my own views or the views of my guests. Thank you for listening to WAIF Cincinnati. And thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Building. We're here every Wednesday from 12 to 1. So glad you're here with us today. I'm excited about our program today. I really think uh, I really think we're going to be able to uh, reach up and touch the heavens today. And I'm here. My name is Rich. I'm here with Jim. How you doing, Jim? Doing good, brother. Doing good. Praise and, God. And Julie is working, so we miss Julie. So anyway. Um, God bless y'all. We're we're just so glad that uh, we're able to sit here every Wednesday from twelve to one and on Kingdom Building and share with you what the Lord's put on our hearts. And um, you're always welcome to share what's the Lord's put on your hearts. Um, we have a email address that you can contact us at uh, KB Kingdom Building K the initials KB Radio W A I F dot or gmail.com so make sure you stay in touch with us and uh, if there's any questions or you have uh, some topics you'd like to uh, have us discuss we'd love to hear from you and also we are uh, available on basically everywhere there's a podcast Um, we're available um, for some podcasts out there, and you can pick them up at Amazon Music, um, iHeart Radio uh, podcasts. Um, you can pick us up on um, iPhone. Um, so you, we're basically in all of them. So just um, all you have to do is put in the words "Kingdom Building," and uh, there will be something come up. It's my grand. The picture will come up. My granddaughter, and she's in the Gulf of Mexico at the sunset and looked like the heavens were open up. Beautiful picture. So just uh, check us out anytime you get a chance, and um, we would appreciate that. Okay, Jim, we're going to talk today about uh, what we started talking about last week, and that is the, the gates, the gates of heaven. And, and um for those that didn't get a chance to listen to us last week, I want to kind of just do a real quick summary on what we dis- on what we talked about. And um, I-, I do want to clarify one thing. I-, I-, I made the statement. I said you can't put anything new uh, anything new in unless you're willing to give up the old. Uh, we're not talking about throwing out the the baby with the bathwater. We're not talking about taking everything you've learned and throwing it away. That's not what we're saying. We're saying there are some things, just like uh, you know the the scriptures say, you can't pour new wine into old wineskins. That's what we're talking about. There's there's new wine coming, and it's already here. But it's going to get better and better and better. And um, some of the things that maybe you've been holding on to for decades or years um, may have to go away to make room for this new wine. 
Jim, is that a, is that a good explanation? I mean, did I because I, I don't want people to think we're we're telling people that they need to throw out everything they've ever learned. That's never been our intent. No, I, I agree, Rich, and and hopefully the, the listeners realize that we're not coming to them with doctor degrees in theology. All we're doing, we're just a couple of brothers uh, that are sharing uh, the experiences that we've had with Christ in us, and. Uh, and uh, we're just confident that we're hearing his voice, and and uh, and we're passing it along. And of course, it's it's up to them to uh, be able to discern, um, you know, if it's the voice of the Lord to them or not. In some cases, uh, it may not appear the voice of the Lord, but a year from now, uh, when God has built you to the place where you can receive these things, then all of a sudden they'll start making sense to you. At least, I'm just speaking from my own personal experiences. I know many years ago. Some brothers would come to me and say, you know, well, do you realize this and you realize that? And I go, no. Uh, my church taught me that all the gifts of the Spirit, uh, you know, they were gone uh, back in uh, 2,000 years ago. <laughs> but then when I put it before the Lord, all of a sudden the Lord started opening up the doors to me. Now when I see those brothers, I thank them for the witness they gave me and planted the seeds. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, last week, uh, as I said, we talked about the gates of heaven, or just gates, gates in general. Um, We deal with gates all the time, and um, we actually have gates. We have the ear gate, the eye gate, and the mouth gate. And um, we talked a little bit about that. We talked about um, um, Jacob's ladder, because uh, when Jacob in Genesis 28, uh, 12 he dreamed about the ladder. We all know that story, and the the angels were ascending and descending on that ladder, and Jacob saw the Lord standing above the ladder, and um, you know, and Jacob said, it, "This is surely the house of God and the gate of heaven." So we we kind of started with that as a point of reference, as a uh, something that Jacob saw back whenever in in those times and um you know when it's interesting jim that he said it's the house of god and the gate of heaven yeah you know the house of god is a place where there is an open heaven it's a place where god speaks from he saw god at the top of the steps well god's not just standing there doing nothing or saying nothing god was speaking god speaks from that place and um you know a gate that 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 Jacob saw he saw a gate it was a ladder but there there was a gate there because there's two worlds he saw he saw heaven and he saw earth a gate is where heaven gets into the hearts and lives of mankind we got to get all this head knowledge uh into our heart because that's where the Spirit of God resides. And we, we get all this head knowledge, and we interpret the Bible this way, we interpret the Bible that way, but our true teacher is the Holy Spirit, and, and that that is your heart. That is your innermost being, the Holy of Holies. And, um, you know, we are the temple of God. So we talked a little bit about that and how Jesus is the door, Jesus is the, is that gate, and, um, you know, there's a gateway 
there's a gateway, a ladder, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever reference or um, or whatever you want to call it, but it's it's between heaven and earth. And, and we want to blur those lines. If we're truly seeking God, we want to blur the lines between heaven and earth. I mean, how many times have you prayed the prayer, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Well, I, I truly believe the earth Jesus was talking about was inside of us in, in this lower realm called earth, that he wants to bring heaven into that. That's his will. He he he's willed it, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Rich, I think that when Jacob saw that ladder, which was Christ, he also saw a gateway. And I think the gateway, of course, all these things are revealed to the inner man. Uh, this is where I think a lot of times we miss it because we're always looking outside of us and the kingdom is within us. Yes. And I think that that's what Jacob woke up to the reality that the kingdom of God was within him. And when he saw that ladder, which was Christ, there was certain steps that he had to take. He had to go into other dimensions in order to gain the reality of who he was. When he, when he talks about the gateway, I believe that it dawned on Jacob that since he saw Christ in the ladder inside of himself, it, it, the, the light broke on him that we are the gateway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and God even says that in Psalm 24, 9, he says, lift up your heads. You're going to be talking about come up here. <laughs> That's funny. And, that, that was my next thing I was going to say from Psalms 24, 9. Yeah. Well, 24, 9 says, lift up your heads. O ye gates, lift them up. You everlasting doors and the King of glory shall come in. But, you know, he, God's referring to us as the gates yep. and the everlasting doors. Yeah, you said, wow. oh, you gates. I mean, it's very right. clear. Lift up your heads, oh, you gates. He's referring to us. He's speaking to us. Yes. Yes, he is, indeed. He said, I'll come in if you lift up your head and, and lift up the gates. And basically, um, the other scripture... Um, uh, you know, that we talked about was, um, if ye be risen with Christ, this is uh, Colossians 3.1. We spoke a lot about Colossians last week. Seek those things which are above. Right. Because that's where Christ sits at the right hand of God. But it's even better than that, folks. We... We are seated with him in heavenly places. This is not a future event somewhere down the road in the sweet by and by. This is now. This is present tense. This is not some future thing. Boy, if I can just hold on to when I die, I get to heaven. I mean, let's, let's think about that logic for a second. If, if that's so important, that you have to die, then we'd all want to die today because what a wonderful place. And it's, again, not a place. It's a consciousness. What a wonderful consciousness it is to be in heavenly places with the Lord. But he said you don't have to die to be there. Die to self. Well, we've already died. We were crucified with him. It's already done. Whether you right. acknowledge it or not is the thing. You have to die before you can be resurrected. You have to be resurrected before you can ascend into these heavenly realms. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, even in Psalm 24, that nine that you read, Rich, or we read about lift up your heads or your gates, uh, and it goes right on to say, uh, so wake up, you living gateways. That's you right. You living gateways and rejoice and fling wide you eternal doors, for here comes the King of glory. He's ready to come in. Yes. And he's talking to people that are alive and on the earth. That's right. He's not talking to people that died and went to heaven. <laughs> That's right. And, and Jesus made it clear that he... He was our big brother. He was our predecessor. He was the pattern son and that we pattern our lives after. And he told Nicodemus, you know, I, even though I'm standing here on earth with you, Nicodemus, I am my, you know, my being is in the heavenlies. I live in the heavenlies. I happen to be here on this earth doing a human existence for a time being, but you know, my existence and my thoughts and everything is is in the heavenly realms. The Colossians goes on to say, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. We get so caught up on this and that and, you know, gosh, I, I hope I can pay my bills. And, and all that's important. Don't get me wrong. But if your mind is set on earthly things... Man, it's it's not as good. You're missing out on a really good existence that you could be having if your affections were on things above. Yeah, but you know the greatest thing that we have to wake up to, at least I can speak from my own experience, Rich, was I didn't realize how caught up I was in religious doctrines and theology. Um, you know, you think just because you're going to church two, three times a week, you're tithing, whatever, uh, whatever you feel is something good to do uh, to be accepted by God, which you already are accepted by the blood of Jesus. Uh, but I think one of the greatest deceptions is the fact that we we sit under a lot of these ministries, and God bless these ministries. A lot of them are bringing forth truth in that, but some of them are not. And I mean, and the reason why I can make that statement is because there's four thousand different denominations. So, and there's only Jesus said there's only one truth. So how can you have 4,000 different versions of the scriptures and what have you? So it, it all gets back to when God says, come up here. What he's saying is, I need your undivided attention is what I need. So I can reveal to you what I've already done for you. The, the Jews, the reason why they didn't enter into that rest was because they refused to believe, the Bible says, that it says, if you will believe, though will you will experience that state of resting because i completed all my works before the foundation of the world mm -hmm. that's where the rest is god wants to reveal to us what he's already finished at the cross amen amen yeah jesus does bid us to come up here what does that mean you know what what does that look like i mean revelation 4 1 says John speaking, John says, Then I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. Kind of similar to the experience Jacob had. And the same voice I heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. You know, trumpet always uh, represents, a, an, a, you know, like an alarm or <laughs> wake up. You know, reveille is when in the military, it's to wake up. You know, it's time to wake up. Um, the voice said, and here it is, folks, 
Come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. After what? After this, when, when uh, John was writing the book of Revelation, what's going to happen after this? He said, come up here. You know, that's not a place where you can walk up some natural steps and walk into a place. No, Jesus wanted you to enter into the heavenly realms where he, where he exists. And, um, you know, that's where you can find all the mysteries. That's where you can find all the, the secrets. God has secrets and mysteries, but he said he'll reveal that to those who enter into these realms with him. And it's yeah, all think, about closeness and intimacy with the Lord. Yeah, I think it's really critical too, Rich, uh, to clarify that when we talk about going up into the heavens, we're not talking about the moon and the stars and Mars and Jupiter. No. And, and I think that many, especially young Christians, uh, they still have not tapped into the heavens because they, they keep thinking in the natural terms. But the only reason why God created the heavens and the stars is the natural is to reveal the spiritual realm that's inside of us. And, and when God says come up here, he's talking about coming up higher in a relationship with him and going within where the temple of God, you are the, ter- you are the church, you are the temple. Paul said God doesn't dwell in temples made of men's hands. So if you think you have to go to the church on Sunday morning to meet with God, you're wrong. Now, it's good to meet with other like brothers of like faith and strengthen yourself, and I think it's absolutely necessary unless God calls you off to the side for a while, which he will do. But heaven is resident within you. It's a relationship with Christ. It is not a place outside in the planets. And that needs to be stressed because so many of my brothers and sisters I talk to through the course of a day, as soon as you're talking about heaven, they're immediately getting in their spaceship and going to Mars somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 thing of it is, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within. So if the kingdom yeah. of heaven is within, then it says that that Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Lord in the throne room, and we are seated with them in heavenly places, it's all, it's all an inside thing. It is. It's inside. It's inside Don't look without, look within. Because within yeah. is where, is where the, all the stuff is happening. And, in fact, the, the, the book of Revelation has been so many times mis, misinterpreted as a, people looking without. But the book of Revelation was designed for you to look within. The, it, it, the title of the book is The Revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, where is he going to be revealed? In us. In us. And so it makes, it just, I don't know, it makes it so much easier for me. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I, I do like simplicity I, I like that and and he has he has made it very simple um, the gate or the gateway that allows you through to the heavens to the heavenly realms the higher realms um, is, is meditation you got to stop it's all through the Bible about meditation meditation is not a bad thing now there are meditation exercises that are not 
Christ-centered, and if it's not Christ-centered, you don't want to take part in it. But as long as you're meditating on the Word of God and you're meditating on the Lord, um, you know, you see these, you see this stairway, stairway going up to a door. Jesus is that door, and He opens that door. You start allowing your imagination to go into a Christ centered meditation it's wonderful it's it's glorious it's beautiful and and what you're doing is you're moving all that head knowledge that you got quoting scriptures and you know sermons and whatever and and you're you're moving from the head to the heart like we said earlier in this broadcast god is not far off there is no distance between you and him. He is not only with you, Emmanuel, but he is in you. And we have free access to the throne of grace. It's free. And every single person listening to my voice right now has access to that throne of grace, a wonderful, wonderful place. And again, we call it a place because that's only way our mind can comprehend. I mean, it's just so big that you can't call it a place. Jim, jump in here on this because I know we've talked about this. Well, it is referred to, uh, if you're walking in the Spirit, you understand when God, God's talking about a secret place. Right. Uh, Psalm 91.1 is really written to the brothers and sisters that are dwelling in the secret place. In there, he refers to it as a place, but he says it's a secret place. (laughs) And like you said before, Rich, unto us has been given to know the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And it it all comes to us by grace. And the Lord gave me a poem a while back, and um, it says this, I have found the secret place, which is within you, by the way, and I've been, I've been led there by God's amazing grace. This is all a work of grace. We're not talking about sweating over this thing. We're just talking about going to the Lord by faith and understand that God will do the work by his grace. And the poem went on to say, The secret place, it goes out beyond all time and all space. For this is the only way for you to see my face. The secret place is where you want to go. So you can be led into the inner flow, which is inside of you. The river of God is inside of you. For this is truly the only way for you to know, by wonderful love for the world to show. So we're talking about the secret place here, Rich. You know that. I know that. But that's what we're talking about. And it it is a hidden place. It's hidden from the carnal mind of man. But man continues to want to build up his carnality and thinks he's spiritual, which is really a great deception. And frankly, I'll end it with this. That is known as eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he's the tree of life. And we need to get away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and eat of the tree of life. Amen. Yeah, definitely. Amen. You know, I really believe that this Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, Solomon wrote this. He was very, very wise, as we all know. And he had a relationship with the Lord. 
and um, in Song Song of Songs uh, two thirteen and fourteen. This this is just beautiful, Jim. I mean, it really is because it shows you how God loves us so much that He just wants to be close to us and commune with us and have a conversation with us. But I love how th- this word that, that you're going to hear, folks, is a word for now. I mean, I don't know when this was written. I mean, hundreds and thousands of years before today. But this word is a word for right now. When you hear it, you're going you're gonna to agree. Let the Spirit just, just close your eyes if you can and listen to this. It says, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion. This is the Lord speaking to you right now, right this second. He's saying there's change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher places. For now, that word now means now, for now is the time to arise and come away with me. Verse 14 says, for you are my dove. And that dove is, remember when Jesus was baptized, the dove, you know, came down and and um, the dove is symbolic of the seven spirits of God but that sat before the throne in Revelation 1-4. It says, for you are my dove hidden in the split open rock. And we know Jesus is the rock, and he is in us, and we are in him. The split open rock, I I just love that, and it's so easy to see how Jesus is in us, and we are in him. We are one. It was I who took you and hid you up high. This is the Lord speaking to you. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. It's a choice, folks. Do we want that kind of a relationship with the Lord? I would hope everyone would say yes. But we have to be able to take that one step at a time. And maybe the the first step for you today is to just say, Lord, what, what was read there in Song of Songs 2, verse 13 and 14, that's for me. I want I want that Lord. It's a beautiful beautiful scripture that just so relates to our life here today. We're we're going to we're living in some exciting times and we're going to if you're open and you choose to want to move on with the Lord, it's going to be a fun fun ride. Hey man. Another poem. Okay. Uh Sometime back, the Lord gave me a poem. Uh, I was asking, where's heaven, Lord? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he said, heaven is a realm of my nature and my love. If you desire to come to heaven, then look to me above. And surely I will lift you into your home above. For love is not a place that you will find, but it will only come through your renewed mind. Mm. So ask. So ask, and you will receive, and seek, and you will find, and you will start taking on this renewed mind, and keep on knocking, 
and the door will be open. And in its opening, you will see the new loving child that I've called you to be. Yeah, that's beautiful. Nice poem, isn't it? It really is. You know, if you do choose this supernatural lifestyle, you're going to find that it's the gateway for heaven to invade your earth. In Isaiah 2.3, Isaiah writes, Come, let us, this is, this is available to everyone, come let us go up. So what, what, what do you think stops us from going up into the heavenlies? What, what, I mean, this is, this is something that even some of the saints in the Old Testament, they, they would be in, I mean, David couldn't have written the Psalms. I mean, he was a man after God's own heart, and, and he definitely understood the heavenlies. Paul understood the heavenlies. Paul said, I was even taken to the third heaven. But he couldn't tell us because the time was not right. I believe the time is right for a lot of these things to come forth. 2,000 years ago, it did. It, it did, but I mean, yeah. I'm telling where where we're, we're going to see things manifest here, day. here on day. earth. But, you know, I, I personally believe, and it's been with me too, I'm speaking to me too, that, that my limited beliefs... Um, kept me from from what we're talking about today fear 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 kept me um you know i've had experiences heavenly experiences and i i'll tell you in the beginning you know i was a little fearful because you've been told by so many people don't don't get involved in the spiritual realm because you'll find the dark side there and, and you know what? If you're looking for the dark side, yeah, you're, you, you'll find it in the spiritual realms. I, I wasn't looking for the dark side, and I've never seen the dark side when I sat down and spent time with the Lord and meditated on His Word and meditated on his, Him. It's all been glorious and wonderful. So don't, you know, don't, let fear, don't let fear hinder you from moving on with the Lord and what he has in store for you. Because trust me, wherever you are in the Lord, there is, whether it's me, you, anybody out there, the most learned person out there, there's so much more, so, so, so much more than where you are right now. And, and don't you want more? Yeah, he's uh, Jesus is really addicting. I mean, once you <laughs> find that secret place inside of you and you start communicating with him, uh, it's very easy to start devoting uh, most, if not all, of your time and attention to him, as we well know, Rich. Um, you know, you were talking about some people are concerned about if they try and get into the mystical realm or the spiritual realm, whatever you want to call it, uh, the heavenly realm, we call it, uh, that they're concerned they're going to be meeting with demons and things of this nature. Uh, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. Um, that, that's exactly the reason why Satan, uh, the dark powers, 
uh, are always trying to create a roadblock and make you fearful of going inside to communicate with God. Um, you know, the Bible says, if a son asks his father for bread, would he give him a stone? How much more would your Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit that asks? Yes. So if you're asking God to have a deeper relationship, uh, a greater reality of who he is in you, because you are in Christ and Christ is in you, he is going to give you the bread of life. He's not going to give you a stone. He's not going to give you the law. That's what the stone is. That was written on tablets of stone. And today there's an awful lot of mixture of law, you know, and, and spirit. Grace. Yeah, yeah, and it's confusing. Uh, but no, if you ask God for a deeper understanding, uh, get ready. You're going to get it. Yeah, that, that's exciting. I'm going to give this one scripture, Jen, then, then we need to take a quick break. Um, it's in Isaiah 45, 2. And this goes along with what you just said and what um, we've been talking about here as far as don't let fear hinder your your path to the Lord and to in fellowship to be in fellowship with him. It says in Isaiah forty five two, the Lord says, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass. And brass represents judgment. Yes. You have to understand in, in John three sixteen, you know what that says. And John 3.17 says that Jesus didn't come to judge, but to save. And then 3.18 says, if you're in Christ, you've already been judged. And, and it, you're innocent. Jesus took the penalty for four years falling short for your sins. And then it says, I will cut in sunder the bars of iron. Now, iron represents oppression. So, you know, sometimes people are in a prison. It's, you can't see the iron bars, but they're there. And Jesus wants us to be free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So if you feel that you're being judged unjustly, if you feel that you're in a prison, in a place that's bound, binding you up, um, Call out to the Lord. Jesus did not come for that. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So if you feel a heavy yoke and a, and a heavy burden, cast those cares upon him because he truly does care for you. Okay, yeah. take a little break and then we'll come back to you, Jim. Okay. I also want to uh, let all of you know that if you need to get a hold of us, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can uh, email us at um, w or at um, um, kb radio waif at gmail dot com. So if you want to get a hold of us, it's kb radio waif at gmail dot com. So. Let us hear from you, what what you're thinking. Some of this stuff may be, um, and, and you know what? We, we, we're perfectly fine if you don't agree with everything we say. There is no problem with that at all. 
All we ask is that you keep listening, and if you do get something that you're just not quite sure of, just take it to the Lord and um, do what he tells you to do, and uh, we'll go from there. But just stay, stay tuned, because hopefully you get a nugget or two out of each broadcast. Anyway, if you've just joined us, my name is Rich, and I'm with Jim, and uh, this is Kingdom Building. We're here every Wednesday from 12 to 1, and we're really glad that you're here with us today. And we would appreciate if you would talk to your friends and neighbors and tell them, tell them to tune in. But if they can't, um, we have a, a podcast, and you can reach us through these podcasts uh sources uh, like um, iHeartRadio and Amazon Music and and the, uh, I, I keep thinking it's the iPhone something or whatever, but it's, it's, um, it's through Apple, Apple Music, that's what it is, I'm sorry, Apple Music, so check us out, we're on pretty much anywhere there's a podcast, you should be able to find us, all you do is enter Kingdom Building and you'll pick up, uh, I think we have four episodes on uh, out there right now with uh, more to come. So thank you very much for uh, checking it out. Anyway, uh, if you just joined us, we've been talking the last couple weeks about the gates. Uh, there are a lot of gates, and we're talking more importantly about the uh, the gateway to a closer more intimate relationship with the Lord. Jim, you have any uh, any comments at this point before we start getting into something? Of, it's on the same lines, but it's a little different than what we've been talking about the first half hour? Yeah, actually, Rich, I'm glad you asked me because uh, I'm sitting here looking at, at a note that I made probably a year ago, but you know how the Lord is. Uh he, he knows he knows the beginning from the end yes. the end from the beginning and i wrote that scripture down a year ago but now it, now he brings it up and gives me the opportunity to use it and uh, it's very simple psalm 42 7 and i think this goes right along with what you're talking about rich deep calleth unto deep mm-hmm. at the sound at the sound of your waterfalls and you look up the word deep in the scriptures there out of the old testament and it's uh, 8415 in the Strong's Concordance, and it says that the deep referred to there is a secret concealed down under the earth surface. Mm. So when David was saying, my deep calls unto deep, he was saying this is the secret place that goes down beneath the earth. I'm not in the earth now. I'm way above the earth, you know, or way below it, whatever, subterranean. But I just thought that was uh, really neat. And deep calls the deep at the sound of your waterfalls. Well, he's talking about the waterfalls that are flowing in you. He said that we are fountains of living water flowing out. So, praise God. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about this scripture right now for the rest of the program. It's Matthew sixteen eighteen. You remember when when Jesus said, "Well, to Peter and the, to the disciples, uh, you know, who do they say I am, and then who do you say I am?" And of course, Peter said, "You're the Son of God." And Pete, you know, the Spirit revealed to Peter that Jesus was God the in Christ, the flesh. Yeah. You know, the Christ the Messiah, whatever. 
But anyway, he, he, Jesus said, I will, um, Jesus said, and I say unto you, Peter, and it really, this could go, I say unto you, everyone listening, and that is that, that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, He's not building, some people think, well, he's saying that, you know, I'm going to build this, the word Peter means rock. That's that's the uh, definition of, of the word Peter, the name Peter. And he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. But what he's saying is upon the rock or the idea that Jesus came in the flesh, that the God came in the flesh is where he's going to build the rock. Jesus is that rock. We talked about it up in Song of Psalms, where it says that, um, for you are my dove hidden in the split open rock. And we said that, that we are in Jesus and he, Jesus is in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But, um, you know, upon what rock? Simon Peter says, you are the Christ, you the Messiah, the living son of the living God. Jesus, you know, we can talk about the heavens and all that, but Jesus has to be our foundation. It's all about Jesus. It's not about the supernatural. It's not about reaching out to these heavenly places if Jesus is not the foundation. The Bible says he's our chief cornerstone. What's a cornerstone? A cornerstone is something that is dug deep down under the ground to secure the building. So as they build the building up, if the chief cornerstone is in place, the building is going to be secure. Without that foundation, all your labors are in vain. A sure foundation of a building is underground to secure the rest of the building. It's just like trees. A good deep root system determines the stability and health of a tree. And the fruit. And the fruit that comes forth. If it's healthy and stable, it's going to bear good fruit. God is working inside of us and building in a building in us a foundation of mental and spiritual health to assure us of a stable, healthy life on the outside. Let me say this again. He is working in us. He is working in us a foundation so that we can not only enjoy our spiritual life, but we can also enjoy our earthly life. There's not a lot of joy in and bliss and ex- fun and excitement, you know, going on in this world because there's so many troubling things that are happening. But we can't be moved by what's happening here because, again, our focus is on things above, not on things below. So many are concerned with their f- physical wants and needs when they should be most concerned with their inside foundation. Let the Lord put that foundation down so that you can build on it. He will do the building. You just have to be a willing participant. The part folks sometimes can't see is the part of the that's holding up your building. After you 
are the temple of God, and a strong temple is one with a good foundation. What I'm trying to say with all this is we have, some of you have been in the Lord 50 years. So there's probably a pretty good foundation there, even if you've only been with the Lord a couple years. But what are you doing with that foundation? Is the building going up? Is the, is the tree, you know, even in a drought, it, it, you know, there could be all kinds of, you know, destruction of, of land and stuff because of a drought and no water. But the trees by the stream or the trees by the river, those trees are healthy because their roots go down deep and they seek the water. Is any of this making sense, Jim? I, I, the Lord gave me all this, and I hope it's making some sense. Sure it is. Yeah, sure. Um, to those who have ears to hear, and uh, quite frankly, everyone that's plugged into this radio station has ears to hear. Amen. Uh, the question is, and this is what the Lord posed to me, too, some years ago, was you have ears to hear, but do you have the desire to hear? It's a choice, and, isn't it? It is. It really is a choice. Um, and so many times, you know, when I hear people pray from the pulpit, they'll say, Lord, give us the ears to hear. Well, the Lord is saying that part of the job is finished. Yep. <laughs> I've already given you the ears. If, if you acknowledge me as Christ in you, if I'm your Savior, you already have those five spiritual senses, and you don't need to operate in the five carnal senses. Um, and that's what we're talking about. What we're really talking about this whole show, Rich, is, has been, are you operating in the five carnal senses from your mind, or are you operating in the five spiritual senses that the Lord has given you? Yes. Um, and we we talked about uh, bearing fruit and a uh, quick poem. Yeah. Uh, here's a poem the Lord gave me some time back, and it says, Oh, dear Lord, rise up in me that I can be a fruitful tree. And, you know, God wants us to rise up in him, but he also wants us to pray that he rises up in us because we are in him, but he is in us. So you pray for him to rise up in you, and he will. And the poem says, Oh, dear Lord, rise up in me that I can be a fruitful tree, a tree of life that bears much fruit that only comes from the Father's root, mm. a fruit that comes from only one source, and see, when the, when the Holy Spirit says a fruit that comes from only one source, he's talking about the oneness that he wants to have with us. So it's a fruit that comes from only one source, a fruit so luscious I will desire no other choice. A fruit that lasts and it's without corruption. It's a fruit that lasts and it's without interruption. Now the earth is the Lord's and the trees thereof, and truly he will fill you with fruit from above. So go forth, O trees, and spread your branches so you can dispense his fruit, which enhances. That's beautiful. And, and you know, the Bible says we're trees. What? what yes. did, I forget, was it blind Bartimaeus? One of them said, um, Jesus said, what do you see? And he says, I see people like trees, right? Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and so, you know, we must... We must find out where the living waters are and plant our trees right there. We must plant ourselves next to God's living waters and remain there. And, and 
you know, my prayer is this. The whole purpose of all this is, is you know, my prayer is that we would go deeper with the Lord where his living waters will continue to nourish our soul, to yield to the Spirit. That is how he can restore our soul. You know, there's some listening today, right now, that need their souls restored. And it all begins with keeping our eyes on him, keeping your eyes off the natural, the problems, the earthly, the lower realm. And, um, and, and you know, God, God is in the, the, the soul restoring business. He, he loves to restore our souls. And, and what does that mean? That means when our soul is re- restored, basically uh, we start thinking about him and not ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's a renewed mind. It's a renewed mind. It's the mind of Christ. It, you right. know, in the days ahead, our focus or the things that we think upon must be him. We could be heading, and I'm not prophesying anything, but we could be heading into some, we think it's rough now. It could get a lot rougher. And if our eyes aren't fixed upon him and our hope is not fixed upon him, then it, 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 could, it could get really rough. And so um, many things try to grab our attention out there. There's just so many things out there that have, are grabbing, trying to grab our attention. Um, Proverbs 13, 12, we need hope. And Proverbs thirteen twelve lays it out. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. If you feel like you have a sick heart out there, guess what? Keep reading. It says, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. We want to, we want to eat from the tree of life. We want to put aside the tree of, you know, in the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, there's a good side and there's an evil side. That's where the deception is. And that's where Satan deceived Eve and Adam. But hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. And that's what God's in the the dream-fulfilling business. He wants to fulfill those dreams of an abundant life, of of a life filled with peace and love and joy. And uh, he's provided the grace that we can we can operate in that kind of a life. Yeah, you know, Rich, when you talk about us fulfilling a dream, uh, in reality, really, what we're doing is I think this is important too for all the brothers and sisters to know. This whole program for this whole vision started as a dream from the Father. Mm-hmm. He said, let's make man and women in our image and in our likeness and give them dominion over the earth. This is a dream that the Father, the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit had before they even created the earth. Very true. So we want to fulfill the Father's dream. And that is his dream. His dream is not to punish. It's not to come with harsh judgment. It's not to bring wrath upon man his dream is to perfect man that's the reason why jesus walked this earth he was the prototype 
of what God is completing in this hour right now to make millions, billions of Jesus is walking this earth. So when you talk about a dream, talk about the Father's dream and say, Father, I want to fulfill your dream in me. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, just to finish this thing up, we were talking about uh, Jesus being the rock of our salvation. And in Second Samuel twenty-two forty-seven is a very prophetic verse. It's also in Psalms, so David saw it too. And uh, it says, The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock. Isn't it great that the Lord looks at, that we can look upon Jesus as a rock? Because, you know, a rock is, you know, it's a metaphor for um, strength, firmness, um, something that is just never going to go away. And, and that's that's Jesus. And it says, um, and exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. So, man, I don't know if I have time. I'm going to go ahead and try it. I, I, I really studied into salvation, and it's the restitution or restoration of man to his spiritual birthright. Remember we talked many weeks ago, and we still talk about we are eternal beings. We're not, yeah. we're not earthly human beings uh, existing a spiritual experience. No, we're spiritual beings experiencing an earthly experience. So it says the restitution or restoration of man to his spiritual birthright, regaining conscious possession of his God-given attributes. And it comes as a result of redemption. The change from sin to righteousness. Salvation comes to a man as a free gift from God. It embodies a knowledge of God that frees one from all limitations and points and points the way by which mind and body may be lifted up to a spiritual place of consciousness. The belief that Jesus is an outer way atoned for our sins is not necessarily salvation. Salvation is based solely on an inner overcoming and a change of consciousness. It is a cleansing of the mind through Christ from all thoughts of evil. That's, you know, it says work out your salvation through fear and trembling. That's what it's doing. It's cleansing all that stuff out of our minds so that we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. That's deep. That's heavy. I, you know, sorry if it just got too deep, but um, it, it Pick definitely. Pick up next week. Pick Go ahead. up next week, maybe. Huh? Pick it up next week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I like this. Yeah. We have a birthright, folks, and, and the salvation is what basically restores us back to our birthright. You know, again, we were we existed before our mother and father came together. Jesus knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. That's what it says. That's what the book says. Okay, anything else, Jim? 
But the only thing I can think of, Rich, is a verse or two, which is, um, I have chosen you, you have not chosen me. He first loved loved us. us. (laughs) Yeah, before we loved him. Yep. And, uh, And the last verse I have is, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it through to completion. It's an interesting verse because it says, who began the work? It wasn't you. It was the Lord Jesus Christ that loves you. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you. We're so glad you tuned in with us today. Catch us next Wednesday right here on WAIF 88.3 FM Cincinnati for Kingdom Building 12 to 1. God bless you. time then just here's here's your here's your uh, recipe here for success it says what it it's what builds over time as you connect with god grow to care about him and feel more and more comfortable during that time together the next one is show respect for each other show respect for god he respects you we need to show respect to him learn about yourself first learn your true identity in christ it 